This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. This is FitSmart, podcast number six, recorded April 1st, 2012. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Hopefully you've had a good week. Yeah, definitely. I I had an okay week. Okay. (laughs) We we talked about that earlier. It's true. But uh, hopefully everybody's week is going well. It's a new new week coming up, new new time, new day. So uh, figured one thing we would... uh, try to hit on and talk on today was uh, kind of uh, evaluations. Yeah, you know, you know, it seems like a lot of the trouble is in deciding, you know, you have a lot of options. Yes. And yeah. every time you try to do anything, you, you get confronted with these various, some many, some few options. Right. And and it's a lot harder, I think, than, than we first think about to figure out which one makes sense. Right. I mean, there, there's going to be going to be a lot of different uh, choices that you you need to make. And uh, I think a big part of that and what we were talking about was how do you evaluate what choices to make, which what are going to give you the, the biggest, you know, um, uh, amount of results, what's going to be the right amount of time to spend uh, spend time on. Yeah, you know, because I mean, we all have a limited amount of time. How oh, do we yeah. make it? How do we make efficient use of that? And I'm I'm just a bastard when it comes to that. Seriously, like, <laughs> I'm like I don't want to waste my time. I want the you know I don't want something for nothing, but right. I want the maximum possible return for investment on everything I do. If I'm going to change something about the way I live, right, I want something for it. You know, want to want to be able to see, feel, or know you're getting results yes. for that that investment <laughs> of your time and effort and energy. I think that's pretty. I, I hope it's not too presumptuous, but I think that's pretty common too. You know. I would, I would, uh, I would think so. I mean, it's again, we all have to make decisions and um, throughout our, you know, throughout our life and throughout our days, and and uh, hopefully we're deciding on the things that are most important to us. And, I, I think it's kind of a hidden value of working with a professional in terms of of fitness, especially when starting out, because like the obvious stuff is there. Like it is helpful to have someone. Uh, you know, show you the best way to do an exercise. It Correct. is helpful to have someone there to spot you to 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 make everything work. Right. I know why. You know, the training session workout is twice as good as a normal one. To, well, but, but that's only part of it. But that is that you is, know. And, and as a trainer, I don't want to say it's a small part of it. It's a it's a it is an important part. But it's also one of those things that again, not of you know, what is it a. Cover many hours in a week, hundred sixty-eight hours in a week. A lot, know, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know that one to one hour a week, one to two hours a week. You know, it's not that much of that time. And so, although you're getting a lot of impact, which is kind of what you're saying, is for that hour getting yeah. a lot of impact in that hour. Well, and I'm a fan, but I think I think what happened with me was over the course of, and I was thinking about this when we were talking about this episode. You know, over the course of of a couple of years. You know, I think we talked a lot like during the time we were we were doing something. I mean, let's face it, a lot of the time lifting is resting. Yes. You know, and we during a session we'd be kind of shooting the bull. Right. And and I think I think it was almost maybe as valuable picking up on on the the you know what the metrics are behind 
the value you get from each of the possible things you could change to, to make a change in your fitness level. Correct. You know, because I find myself approaching a lot of these decisions with something to base my decisions on instead of like a guess. Right. And, 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 and that's a big part of, you know, utilizing that rest time is very <laughs> important in that it's helping the muscles recover. But we also spend a lot of time on Twitter. No, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, ignoring each other, watching TV. Just <laughs> no. uh, but uh, to, to actually go through, OK, why are we doing it? this you know this way what are the changes you can make you know how did you know finding out okay one how did that set feel did it did it feel like you were working um did it feel oh you know like you were overstraining and did you know did we need to make minor adjustments today or hey when you're doing this on your own chuck if you find you can't do this here's some of the things you can change. You can change the number of reps you're doing. You can change the number of sets you're doing. You can change the rest time. These are going to be the important factors. And so that allows you to, to realize, okay, well, I can make it harder by changing the rest. Guess what? I've only got 30 minutes to work out today. I can still get a hard workout in by doing a 30-minute workout Yeah, because I'm doing a lot less rest. So I can still make it happen. So it allows you to make that choice I can make it to the gym and get a 30 minute workout in, or I can skip it. Guess what? A 30 minute workout is still a pretty good workout oh, for yeah. me. So you, you've made that, that adjustment going, you know what? I can still get other things done that I need to get done today. Even if I'm getting less of a workout, but see a great and, and, and some fun examples of that this in this last week, you know, I, you had had me lifting heavy for some time now. Right. And for me, heavy, of course. Uh, and, and, we we switched you know we switched we to this high volume very uh, high volume 30 30 <laughs> rep sets you yep. know much lower weight and it's really entertaining we were talking about how earlier today actually about how uh, you know you're sitting there at the gym and and uh, I, I in one example i'm on a, a hammer strength incline chest press machine and i have 20 pounds on each each arm of it right, right. 40 pounds total you know, I'm not a huge guy and I'm not super strong, but I can even I can probably put 200 pounds on that machine and make it and move. make it move. Exactly. Uh, probably a lot more than that. Now, I haven't tried it in a long time. And you see guys in there with much more than that on, right. it, you know, loading it up easy, Three, you know, 300 plus pounds on it. Right. And uh, so I'm sitting there with my 40 pounds on it. Of course, people <laughs> walk by and they kind of look at you funny, you know. Right. And the funny thing is, though, doing 30 rep sets. It hurts like hell. I mean, by the right. time you get to 15, and of course, we're doing slow reps slow as temp, well. Yeah, we yeah. Change, change the tempo down to a 4-2-1, you know, instead of a 2-0-2. So you're, you're getting that, that, that slow, eccentric burn, hold it. You know, <laughs> and it and, does. It burns. <laughs> and it hurt. And afterward, you get the same kind of muscle soreness, uh, which I have come to realize means I'm getting something from this. Right. You know, versus... It's not that... You know, and the nice thing is, too, is having... Uh, gone into the microcycle here for for a couple weeks is it gives the joints a lot of rest because right. when you are lifting heavy you are putting more strain on the joints and it's nice to give them give them some rest because again lifting heavy there's not there's no way around it there is going to be some inflammation in the joints right. if you're doing heavier squats it's not necessarily that bad for you because your body's adapting to it but you give it now this this rest where you're going the high reps and it's funny because the muscles are so used to failing between that, you know, right. six and 12, eight and 12, that all of a sudden you, you hit 12 and your muscles are like, okay, about time to stop. You hit 15, like it's really time <laughs> to stop. You hit 20, they're like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and then you keep going. So, but you do get that same nice, deep muscle soreness and burn that you're looking for. But, you know, you were talking about running out of time and so on. 
And I have an example of that to, to bring up when we get into it. But I think, you know, fitness is a, a, about a lot of decisions. Yes, it is. Every, every day, many times a day, making decisions that all add up into what becomes the overall that is your fitness, you know? Right. And, and I think what we're, what we're trying to talk about today, what we really want to kind of center on, or, or maybe how you can, how you can apply kind of a cost benefit analysis to some of those to find which ones matter the most, you know, exactly which you're going to get the, you know, for the amount of time, the amount of effort you put in, what's going to give you the best results. Cause there is nothing worse than making changes that cost you that be that, you know, be that in time or in, in terms of giving something up or, right. you know, changing your behavior in a way that's maybe not the most fun for you, things mm-hmm. like that. And then you don't get much back for it. Right. That's a turn off. Yeah, you know? exactly. You're like, well, I did all this and nothing's changing or nothing's happening. It's at that point, it's, it's, that's when the mind starts going, well, screw it. What's why change anything? If, if, if I've done all of this extra, you know, uh, effort and work and changing and I'm not, not feeling or seeing, you know, at least as, you know, some results, you know, or significant enough results that, that I feel I need to see, I'm putting too much effort in. And at that point, that's where a lot of people end up, end up stopping. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it's disappointing. It is very. And, and it works the other way for what it's worth. Like when, when I kind of got lucky, I ended up working with you and we're, we're cruising along and I'm seeing severe results, right? Things that I didn't even really expect. You mm-hmm. know, I thought, Oh, maybe a few little changes here or there, you know, and all of a sudden big changes are coming along. Bam, you've lost 25 pounds and you're mm-hmm. like, Whoa, you're like, I like this. This so. is not bad. Yeah. What else can I do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, and it is then at that point, it's more motivational to actually want to be able to do more. Cause you're like, okay, I like the results I'm getting. Can I get any more? And what can I change to get more? What is it going to cost me? Yeah, exactly. There you go. The, yeah. the cost benefit analysis comes up and you go, what do I have to do to get more? And not saying that you always have to, if you're happy with the results you're getting and you're, you're consistent with it and you can stick with it. Great. You don't, you don't actually have to make changes. What we're saying is if you decide I want to see more, what can you do and how do you, yeah. how to how to organize that and finding that balance for you that is the right amount where you're happy with what you're putting in and you're happy with what you're getting out exactly because yeah. it 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 doesn't matter if somebody else is losing you know more if you're happy at the rate you're going it doesn't yeah. matter if somebody's gaining more if you're happy at the rate you're gaining it's what's important is that you're satisfied with the results that you're getting yeah and what you're paying for them <laughs> exactly yeah then that that's what it comes down to so so, you know, one of the things that, to do that cost benefit analysis, I mean, we, we kind of sat down and went through some of this before we started yeah. recording here. Whiteboarded it out. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and one of the biggest things that I think I was surprised to discover uh, was, was how, how much of the overall process was diet and how right. much of the overall process was simply calorie balance. Yep. You know, what, what you burn versus what you eat Yep. period yeah it really i mean that's it, for a big you know biggest part of it is you've got to make sure if you're looking to lose weight that you're burning more than you're eating if you're looking to gain weight you're eating more than you're burning it's it really is what it comes down to and and it's one of the few things that you just almost can't cheat like no right. matter what you do if you work out like mad and you eat less than you uh burn you're not going to gain weight correct no matter how much it's, you it, lift, right. you know, or what you it's, do. It's, it's, you're just not, your mu- your, the fuel's not there for the muscles to grow. 
and they're going to cannibalize themselves to gain the energy they needed for the workout you just did. And if you eat more than you burn, no matter how much you do, uh, you're not going to lose weight. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, it's, you know, I mean, you can eat the healthiest choices out there. I mean, you can do, you know, the lean chicken and turkey breast. You can do the green beans. You can do, you know, the sweet potatoes. You can do everything that would, you know, all the foods that they recommend that are, hey, these are great for caloric burn. They help you burn fat. You use the good fats, you know, the the extra virgin olive oil. But if you're eating 3,000 calories and burning 2,400, you're going to gain weight. Right. Even if it's healthy. And, and, And in a very common move with people trying to put on muscle if you're burning 32 3500 and you're eating 2800 right. you're not going to you're, <laughs> you're not, not gonna, gonna yeah you're not going to you're not going to see it and and you're going to you're going to see the the standard fluctuations that you see every day in the in there and but your body's just not going to be able to have enough extra fuel and enough extra nutrients to build that muscle up and that just it sucks yeah, it does. It, you are not kidding. <laughs> nothing like hurting like hell and then getting nothing for it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that, what we want to help you avoid. So. That was actually how you got me to start eating. I was very afraid when we first switched. I was scared right. to death to eat that much because I thought I'd yeah. just get fat instantly. And, and like about the, I don't know, second month where I wasn't getting anything right. out of it, you were like, you know how you hurt so bad? <laughs> yeah, you did that for nothing. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> remember all, the, all, this, all that weight you lifted? Yeah, you didn't get anything from I'm it. I'm like, Okay, I'll eat. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> this really hurts. But you know, I I, I see a lot of times, and, and I've heard a lot of my friends or or, and I've done this myself. You know, there's this whole industry around. I I like to call it health washing, like making things. You know, like greenwashing to make something yep, yep. appear like it's yep, like like putting a battery in your Hummer. You know, it's yeah. not gonna. Yeah, it's you know. still a Hummer. Yeah. yeah, so now it gets 19 instead of 16, 15, you know, you're yeah. still but and, and and that's the kind of thing you see like, you know, you see some foods that are advertised as being more healthy. I'm making the finger quotes cuz because, you know, there's some characteristic of it that is better than another characteristic in another food or something. Right. And and the one thing that I kind of learned to do over time and and I I can't look back to know whether we talked about it. we probably had to have I don't know where I got it otherwise but which means you were really slick about the way you injected <laughs> it into that slide it into yeah, that conversation right under the, but you know I, I just because you know it's what is it uh, diplomacy the art of letting others have your ideas yep. have your yeah. way you know that's yeah. what you know but, kinda, like get get them to do what you want by making them think it's their idea you kind of got it in there like that but but you know I I found that I when I look at making a decision like that. Um, I, I automatically factor in how much of a difference it's actually going to give me Correct. before I decide how much effort I'm willing to put into it. Right. So like, for example, tracking my calories somewhat, at least at the start, high effort. Yes. Super high return. Yep. You know, it's like one of those without that, it's very difficult. As we, you know, we discussed beforehand, you can have the body bug or something to help with burn. But if you took my body bug or the Fitbit or whatever away I could still figure it out because I right. could, if I was logging my food, logging your food, tracking where you're at and, and getting on a scale, I could look and say over the course of a couple of months, I could dial in that yep. number, you know, you, cause it doesn't really matter what that number is as long as it's all that really matters is the balance, yep. you know? I mean, and, and we even you know talked about it too, is if you're tracking your food and even if you're making a mistake and tracking wrong. Yeah, as long as, as, you're, as consistent. you're consistently wrong or consistently right, 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 you you will you will be able to figure 
figure those results out. If you're logging something as as 100 calories and it's really 300 calories, that's awful, by the way. That's a huge mistake. That's big, know, right? big burn. But let's say you're doing that. You know, as long as you do it the same every time, you're going to show up that you think you're eating at a deficit and you're not losing weight. You're going to say, okay, well, the easy answer to that is you knock 200 calories off what you think you're eating right. and see what happens. And eventually you're going to end up there and you're going to realize I'm probably mislogging somewhere. But right. you know what? As long as you're getting the results you want, who cares? Yeah, that's all that, you know, <laughs> and it's either, either that or going, I can't eat you know i can't eat any less right you know well but if you're then work out more right and that's so it it's those, a are the, those are the changes what 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 do what's more important to me is it more important to me to eat more i actually have done that yeah there and have then, been days where i will literally be like you know i could go in and i could put another cardio session i could eat more yep i want to eat real bad okay well let's do that yeah you know? <laughs> well and that, that's why today will be a two a day for me nice um, nice you know did cardio this morning i'll do weights tonight because uh you know, last night went out to dinner and it was uh, eggplant parmesan. Very good. Ah, but uh, I also know the calories that were. In it. <laughs> nice. I, I was telling myself uh, it was leg day; I could eat it, and then I realized how many calories it actually was. So I will burn a few extra today over what I would typically do on a Sunday. But that's okay; it's a choice. Hell yeah! It was really good and worth it, and I would do it again. I think, like uh, you know, maybe maybe a good good place to start with this is food because. Yep. Food, I think, is one of the most, I think, the most common changes I see when, when somebody's looking. And it's a good idea. Right. When, when somebody says, I want to lose some weight, well, I'm going to change what I eat. And <clears throat> the interesting thing is like uh, two ones that I've, I've heard a lot that, that strike me as kind of interesting. And I'd like to use them as an example. Uh, one is the white rice, brown rice yep. thing. The other is turkey bacon. Yes. You know? So you look at, at I eat bacon, you know, so now I'm going right. to eat turkey bacon. Uh, or I eat white rice, now I'm going to eat brown rice. Well, okay, white rice and brown rice, the the functional difference, right? Is more fiber. More fiber and brown rice. Right. Which, again, and, and I'm thinking, like I said, I didn't, I'd have to check, but I want to say it's one to one and a half grams more fiber per serving. Right. If something, it's not a huge difference. Um, personally, I like the flavor of brown rice better than white rice. And if I have a choice, I'll do wild rice over that just because Actually, I see, love the flavor. I'm totally with you, but I won't make it because it's a pain in the ass. And I don't want to take 45 <laughs> minutes to make it. Yeah. And uh, since I can't con- usually convince Marsha to spend the extra time, I've got to learn how to do it. So uh, it's real easy. It's yeah. just like making white rice. You just wait, wait 45 minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to take the time. So again, if, if it's a, if it's an issue of flavor and you want to put the time in because you like it, fine. But Again, simply changing over to brown rice isn't going to make it a is, massive difference. Yeah, it's one of those things where if you uh, if you were doing everything else right and you wanted to see a tiny change yes. and it fit right with the other things you were eating, correct? It could make a difference. Yep. Uh, turkey bacon actually has less calories in it than uh, than, than uh, regular bacon, so it is going to give more benefit than yes. than the other. On the other hand. Uh, it really, in and of itself, it really depends more on how much of it you're eating. <laughs> exactly. Then, then you know which one you're eating. I mean, you could very easily offset that by eating slightly more. Or yeah, if you uh, if you're it. like going, oh, you know, turkey bacon's less calories, less fat. I'll have two more slices. Well, guess what? You just got more calories right. than, that than you did if you had eaten <laughs> right. the standard amount of regular bacon. So. Yeah, and and even then, even if if say it was half the calories, let's say that you ate way too much of it, and right. you went from you know eating like say four hundred calories of it to eating you know two hundred and fifty calories of it. Yeah, that's a pretty big change relatively. Yes, but honestly, 
not enough to make big differences. Right. You could, if you're not logging, you could very easily offset that without even thinking about it. If you had right. an extra Dr. Pepper, you're done. Yeah. And, you know? and that's and that's the thing to, to keep in mind was because, again, when we're talking calories, essentially what we're looking at is, again, going mathematically and all, one pound is essentially 3,500 calories. Right. So, again, mathematically, if you eat 100 calories more a day than you burn, you will add 10 pounds a year. Conversely, if you eat 100 calories less per day than you burn, you'll lose 10 pounds a year. But when you think about it, 100 calories is like, what, an Oreo or two? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. you know, and I'll, don't get me wrong, I love my Oreos once in a while. Um, but 100 calories is very easy to do. And out of a, you know, when you're eating, you know, uh, 2,000 calories, 3,000 calories a day, miss, being off by 100 calories is, is fairly easy. easy to do. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to be consistent with, right. that, with that logging is because then you get an idea, like say, whether you're logging correctly or incorrectly, and you're at least getting a basis of where you're at. You know, and the hard part is, too, is even if you're trying to be as accurate as possible, um, food labels can be up to 15 percent right, off right in there. And also, when you look at it, you're looking and you you look and say, OK, I'm going to have a banana. Well, that's 110 calories. Right. OK, but, you know, I've had bananas that are twice as big as others. You're like, I actually okay, so, small, medium, large, yeah. as I guess. You know, so are you just logging that 110 is for a banana or are you actually looking to try to figure out how many, you know, how much it is? So even... You like know, I won't weigh the banana, right? But I I will definitely like I I gauge small, medium, large, yes, and and it seems to work pretty well, and and it gives you a lot a lot closer idea, but Cause it's about forty calories difference. It, in which again I eat yeah. five pounds three, a year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I usually eat about three two to three bananas a day. I'll you know? do it. So I yeah. mean that's that's one hundred hundred twenty you know eighty to one hundred twenty calories right there. So again, just in that, and with all good intentions to log correctly you could be off a little bit. But that's where consistency comes in. Because again, you're saying, even if you just count that banana as 110 to make it make it easy, great, just count it as that. You will then know if you're off by that little bit, okay, let me burn a little bit more or let me... Or, See, or, other awesome advantage to logging is that you can, what if, to find out what the cost is for something, what the benefit is for something, so you can offset that cost. Like, right. like for example, say you were going to switch from rice to brown rice, you can plug that in. Yep. And you can see that the calorie difference is virtually nil. Yes. At which point you're going to say, well, I don't know. I'm getting some hypothetical benefit and I'm switching maybe from something I don't like to something. I mean, from something I do like to something, something I don't, don't like. like. Right. You know, or for that matter, it takes longer to make or it's expensive or whatever, you know, and right. you look at it and you can say, well, maybe that's not worth it. Maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. On the other hand, you might well put something in like uh, a friend of mine recently likes Dr. Pepper a lot, drinks a lot of yep. it. Um was looking to lose a little bit of weight and didn't want to put much effort in, right? And said, well, what if I replace that with that Dr. Pepper 10 that came out? Sure. And, you know, you plug that in and you look and you're like, well, I drink five of them a day and I've gone from, you know, essentially 500 calories, you know, almost 600 calories a day to 50 calories a day. That's from it. significant. That's pound a week. Pound a week. Yep. You know, and, and holy crap, literally you could lose 10 pounds in, you know, a few months. Right. And without even really, with almost no no other not, changes, because I mean, you're still getting to enjoy the the taste of Dr Pepper. If you're, it's if, if that's it's what worth you it like. to you, if I mean, if, if you that's really you like the original and you can't make that, it may be a big cost. But you know what the benefit is, right. so you're not just making these choices thinking it's quote healthier, right? What does that mean? You know, well, it's it's the same <laughs> thing as is you know, I mean, it's it, I always love the probably one of my um, 
favorite statements is you, you need to eat more uh, fruits and vegetables. Great. If you eat none and you have <laughs> one piece of broccoli, you know, you're eating more. Is that enough? Well, no, you know, (laughs) yes, it's better, but is it going to do anything? Probably not. So again, and and when you have it and so many of the things online are so nice too, when you're, when you go in, like you say, you use my net diary. Yeah. Lose it is popular as well. Lose it as well. You plug the foods in and you can plug both of them in Yes, and you can see it. Swap in and out, see what happens. Yeah. And you can compare them directly. Okay. Well, they're the same number of calories, but this one's got three more grams of fat, which Okay, three more grams of fat means I can have nine more grams of carbs or protein and the other one at the same calories, which is going to be more filling. Yeah, and oh, that so, is a secret from hell. You know, and so by looking at them, you know, side by side, you can just like, okay, I like them both. I'm getting more from this. I'm going to go with that. If you are a person that likes to eat, that's that, that would be me. I'm, I'm oh, raising my yeah. hand right now. That's the thing about fat nine calories a gram versus three. For carbs and proteins. Yeah. So essentially, you can have three times as much by weight. By weight. Food. If if it's made primarily of carbs and protein than if it's made of fat. Of fats. Exactly. And and, uh, I I am a fan of that. I like (laughs) a big old pile of food, so I tend to eat super low fat. And 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 the thing is, is if once... Sometimes it does take a little bit of getting used to. If you're used to high fat food, um, it, when you're going lower fat, it it has a different texture, and you come to like it. You come you come to because you you actually have when you go really really high fat. I mean, think, if if you get something that's over the top high fat, it's it's greasy, it's oily, um, like it's, a ribeye steak. Yeah, <laughs> it's on purpose, you know. But there's a reason for it, and when you go lower fat. You're, you're getting a lot more of the natural textures of the foods that you're eating. It can take a little bit of getting used to. But the thing that, like Chuck was saying, the benefit, though, is you're looking at volume of food. You are getting full. And when you have that higher volume of food, oftentimes you feel better because you're like, I'm actually getting something to eat. You know, if I, if I get, you know, you know, a handful of chips and some salsa or I can have a bowl of, you know, of steamed vegetables, what's going to fill me up more? Okay. As much as I love the chips, if I'm really hungry and need to be filled up, I want that bowl of vegetables. You know, because again, it comes down to that that the composition of the of the food. How much fat do I really want, and yep. how much do I really need? You can go too low fat, and you know, we had that conversation a couple times too. Yeah, well, yeah, you got so good at cutting it out, it was because I wanted the volume. You yeah. wanted the volume that it was almost too low on the fat. I mean, you were getting down seven, eight percent. Easy to put back in, though. And so it was like, okay, eat some peanut butter. You're like, yes. And then when we say some, I mean measure it. Yeah, yeah. Not not just let me open the not let me just open the jar and take a spoonful of of peanut butter by most people's standards is well over a hundred calories. Yes. And it's all almost all a little bit of protein, mostly fat. Mostly fat. So healthy fats good fats for you. But you've got to watch it because that that uh that 16 grams on that serving will add up very, very fast. But I, I think that's the kind of thing, like, I used to make decisions about what I'd eat kind of randomly. Like, and and we talked about this, too, and I, I, I hope I don't come across the wrong way with this because I'm really bad at saying it. But I feel like this is really about me. So if this doesn't apply to anybody else, by all means, don't don't take it as if I'm suggesting you have to think this way. This is just the way I think. Yeah. I don't. I'll preface this, too, by saying that I honestly do not trust myself with food decisions without thinking about them mechanically. Right. Uh, I, I'm like, 
uh, I don't know, like an alcoholic with a, you know, at a bar or like a, maybe a better example would be like a, a, a guy who had a hundred thousand dollars in credit card debt and got out of it. And, you know, I'm weary about using a credit card Certainly. when it comes to that. You know, I'm like, right. I don't trust my decision making quite yet with that. So, right. you know, that's the guy that I'll go ahead and pay cash because I just don't want to, I don't want to take the chance that I'll, you'll say, Hey, do you want to add this on? And I'll go, yeah, yeah, sure. So I make I tend to think really hard about those decisions because I don't trust myself. And I have found that it kind of falls those decisions kind of fall into three categories for me. Uh one is do I need to eat this? You know, like is it something that you know, if it's a time during the day when I've scheduled it, I know that I need to eat. Yep. It balances with the calories, then I, I and you, then the you've answer, got it planned out. You right. Need it. Answer is yes, eat. You know, right. it's not a question. Just do it. Whether I want to or not, just whether, do it. Whether, I mean, if you're, are you feeling hungry or not? It's time. Eat. This is what it's been planned. Yep. Stick with the plan. It works. Absolutely. Right. Uh, the other kind of easy, and I'm not saying easy to do, but easy to make the decision part is, you know, the situation where, you know, it's it's just habit eating. Like, like you've gone to the cabinet, and I say this because I still do this. In fact, I, I'm getting better at catching myself and not doing it, but I actually go all the way to it right. and open and look at the food. Right. And and it's like that time when and, and the the trick for me in identifying this is when I when it what I'm eating doesn't even matter to me that much. Right. Like I'm I'm literally looking in the cu- cupboard for something to eat. That's a that's a signal. Now it could be that I literally need to eat and I don't have something planned and I'm trying to figure it out. Right. But but I have to that's a, an alarm bell for me is yeah. when I'm looking and I don't know it's not you're not going in um I want this. To, you're you not know? going in to grab that edamame you're in the in the chicken right? You're not there's not something to go. It's like I'm just walking up to open the door, you know, and actually I shared this with you. I did this last night after getting home from the restaurant and, you know, eggplant Parmesan again and ate half of my wife's plate because she was good <laughs> and, ate, and I ate the other half of hers. And, you know, so, I mean, I was really very full, didn't have dessert at the restaurant, but I got home and, you know, you know, got in. One of the first things I did was walk to the fridge and open it up. I'm like, really? Do I need to eat? And it was just sometimes you know, you're just bored, you know, and, it, and, and the process of eating is like, I don't know, like, like twiddling something. your thumbs or playing yeah. cards or something. You know, it's like you you just want to eat because it feels good to eat. Yeah. And, and then, so I started actually had to think about it and go, do I really need this? Do I really want it? And, I, and it's not even that I really wanted something. It's just I suddenly was standing there with the door open. That's and going, it. I don't even really want it. And I, in my mind, I played it through like if I eat this, how am I going to feel? Am I going to do I want it? And I, and I didn't. So I ended up not doing it. I just close the refrigerator door i mean i was still full I mean, but it was one of those things that you know when you and when well, you mentioned this that I, that flashed in my mind because i'm like ooh, food food yeah, wait yeah and you probably and listeners probably think that i'm saying oh yeah don't eat when you No, there's more to it than that because right. there's a third time yes. that is the hard one that's the the hard one to decide it's then only the easy one when it's that habit eating answer is no don't eat yeah just, yeah, just be no like, question just walk away right I mean, I'm not saying that's easy to do. I'm saying that that's that is easy to the do. answer. It's easier to, easy decision. Yes. Whether you, you succeed <laughs> at that. It, yeah. Execution much, much harder. harder. Uh, the third one is a hard decision, though. That's when you really do want something food-wise. Like, uh, I mean, extreme examples. If if somebody came up to you and said, hey, I'm going to go buy you, uh, if you're into this sort of thing, I'm going to buy you a, you know, a $50 steak. Right. You know, and you're like, man, I'd like to have $50 steak, you know, it's like, that sounds good. That does sound really, or, you know, I, you're, you know, am I going to have a piece of birthday cake on my birthday and I really want it, you know, right? that kind of thing. 
And those are harder because those aren't given decisions as far as I'm concerned. Because no, they're not. when you start applying the cost benefit, it may be that the that the benefit outweighs the cost. It could very well. You know? Well, I mean, in, you know, usually the example, going out and having a, a, a good steak yeah. with somebody, you know, it's at a really nice restaurant. You're probably not going to go there that often ever on your own. And you know what? You'll enjoy it. It'll taste good. And you'll be like, I'm okay with that. Now, yeah, it's probably a lot more calories and they probably slathered it with butter. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, they had that baked potato with sour cream and everything on there as well. And you ate all that. But guess what? That's one day. That's one meal. Is the benefit for you to spend the time with that friend or that person eating it, enjoying it, worth it to you. Yeah. And, and that and that's where you make that way and go, yeah, it is. Yeah, and it may be. And if it is, then then do it, you know? And that's it. It's just that that's the one where I have to remember that I've got to weigh that and, and, and weigh the cost and benefit. And it's fun because at first it was very difficult. Like I, I just, I couldn't see the cost. I couldn't see the benefit, you know? Right. Over time, I started to see the cost, but it was hard to to get straight in my head whether the benefit was worth it or not. Sure, because you'd 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 work so hard to yeah. get to where you were that you're like, no, the benefit, no, the benefit's never worth it. The benefit, well, sometimes, sometimes it, it is. is. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it is. You know, I mean, you 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 go off the deep end, have fun and and, and enjoy it. Fix and it later, what? you know. Fix it later. Yeah, I mean, the benefit that you get from having it at that time is definitely worth it. The logging actually provided me the information to help make those decisions because like having logged for a couple of years now you have a pretty good sense of what that cost really is right when somebody says hey have a piece of cake you know i realize that that piece of cake i can look at that piece of cake and i make a pretty good pretty guess. good guess on where it's at yeah and and you know and i can look at me you know not uncommon five six hundred calories yeah oh, mostly yeah. sugar Depending on how thick that yeah. frosting is, if it's layered, oh, it's yeah. frosting. Oh, carbs, yeah. all carbs, you know. Simple carbs. That Vir- are virtually nothing of value in it for you. So you're looking at it, uh, you know, and 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 it's funny because I don't think, ooh, you know, you know yeah, make exactly. a cross sign at it or something. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, how bad do I want it? And how good is that really? Like right. if it's just kind of mediocre cake. Yeah. A lot of times I'll find myself saying, no, it's okay, you know, because that cost, it's, it's going to, you know, it's going to screw my diet up today. It's going to screw that up. And, and it's just kind of okay. On the other hand, if it was really, really good cake. Yep. Okay, maybe I do it. You know, maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe, I'll, you know, maybe I'll take a smaller piece, but maybe you know, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> There's always that option. I mean, cause, I mean, and there are, you know, I mean, some cakes that are you know the when they make them they're moist they're they're you know, the the double chocolate super rich you know I, I mean, make a badass chocolate cake you know, and sadly. it's like all right <laughs> that's worth it you know because like you say the you will enjoy it enough but if it's really not that good I'm eating the same number of calories and it's not that good why why you know, the president calls me up and says, you know, you need to come over and talk to this guy you don't like that much, and we're all going to have a beer together. Right. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to have a beer. Sure, why not? You know, no question about right. it. Right. Uh, on the other hand, you know, you're you're out with a buddy, and he's like, hey, I have a beer, and, you know, I look at the beer, and it's not really good beer, Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not that excited about it, and I realize that there's somewhere between, you know, uh, and, you know... Uh, 90 and 100 and you know 200 calories, calories in, in that it, yeah. beer and it has no 
nutritional mm-hmm. value to me, I'm like, screw that. Yeah. I mean, if I was going to piss away 200 calories, calories, I can think of better ways to do that, you know? <laughs> You're like, I'll, I'll think of some other things I'll enjoy even There's more. There's a lot of stuff I right. like that I could have for yeah. that. And I think that way. I don't think like necessarily should I never go over my diet. It's more mm-hmm. like... It's got to be good. I don't yeah. want to waste it for nothing. You yeah. know, if, if I'm going to go, if I'm going to go over, <laughs> I'm going to get some out of it. I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to, even if I look back on it, yeah. I'm going to be like, it was worth it. It tasted good. Be I had selfish. Fun. Yeah, exactly. That that's excellent, you know? excellent quote right there. Learn to be selfish. You know, and what am I getting from all of this? <laughs> yeah. What's in it for me? It be that, be that just, it tasted really good or right. I really liked that situation that that was the norm in right. or, or, you know, I stayed on my diet or I, you know, I'm, I, I look the way I want to look or I can right. do the things I want to do. I mean, yeah. all of that is benefit. Yeah. It's all benefit. It, that's Get what's the maximum. For you. Yeah. Find <laughs> you out what's going to maximize that. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, when they're talking about, you know, having, you know, a cheat day or a cheat meal yeah. in there, um, Again, it's a nice idea because you can always, especially if you're struggling with the food initially, there's that kind of light at the end of the tunnel. Hey, two days, I get a cheat meal. One day, I get a cheat meal. Lunch, I get a cheat meal. Boom, I get to eat what I want. Uh, And that can be sometimes enough to help keep you going. But um, what I find is that if you get too locked into that has to be a cheat meal, you almost can start to not look forward to it because you're thinking, oh, I have to wait till Saturday to have it. Well, not necessarily. Maybe I have two cheat meals this week and don't have one for the next three. That works out. You know, so again, it comes back down to what's in it for you. I know that that works for a lot of people. And that's one of the reasons I, I, I don't really say this. But for me personally, and I, maybe I'm just weird, I have never, it never did anything for me. Right. Like I, and I'm not saying that I never eat outside what I intend to. I do that. all the, Yeah. Not all the time. A lot. But, yeah. yeah. But no, not, by, not by a lot. A lot. Right. Uh, but every now and then a lot. Yeah. And, and I guess, I guess for me, like I, one of the things that matters a lot to me, and, I, and this is just me is sustainability. I, I feel right. like I don't want to do some special thing that's going to give me a very short term benefit that will go away. Right. I mean, you if you, yeah, if it, if it's quick and easy to to for the benefit it's probably quick and easy to lose that benefit could be you, you know? know i mean not always the case but there are some awesome freebies out there yeah you know the things like like and th- and that's the funny thing is i find that yeah it's difficult to control the the calorie intake overall right but holy crap if you do it you get whopping huge benefits from it like right. life you, changes life you know literally yeah. Well, and, and the nice thing is, too, is when you really start to get it down is you'll notice you have more energy. And yeah. when you have more energy, you'll do more, which means you're naturally burning more calories, which means you'll get better results, which will give you better energy. It's a, it's it's the, one of those good circles that you want to get into. It at is that the point. nastiest, most ugly thing to say, but it's so true. You know how when having been within a couple of years on both sides of this. Right. I can say, you know how you're on when 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 you're overweight, way overweight, you're on the bad side of it. Everything you do is harder. Yes, it is. You know, like like you know, it's hard for you to exercise, so you can't burn that much. When you eat very little, it actually takes a lot to sustain. So when you you get hungry very quick, it's like everything is loaded against you. Right. The not fair thing, you'll cross a line eventually where it goes the other way. It does. And everything kind of works for you, and it's just not fair. It is, it, it's, it's great, yeah, but, it, but you don't talk fair. about it because it's just not fair. It's right. like, it's like uh, 
Uh, you remember the Eddie Murphy skit where where uh, he he dresses up as a as a white guy and he gets on the bus. Yes. And when the last guy gets off, the bus turns into this special bus that's yeah. like <laughs> has like free drinks and right, party right. and everything. Yep. That's kind of how it is. In like a, once you cross the line and go far right. enough the other way, it starts to turn around and you can get away with things that you can't. Yep. Otherwise, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it's like it, I mean, it, you can even. You know, think you know, think when uh, people go well they're in their twenties. You know, I could eat anything I wanted, and, and nothing, nothing ever happened because you were on the good side of that line. You know? <laughs> and uh, you know, now you know, over you know, I'm in my forties. Me too. And yeah. uh, you've got to, you know, it's fortunately I way. stay very active, but <laughs> I, I don't eat like I did in my twenties. One, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> right, um, right. And two, it probably wasn't that healthy. I don't even want to think that much no. what I ate, but um, but I know I don't eat like that, and so. But I was in I was in great shape in my twenties and you know was, was was active. Now I'm a little bit more cautious on that, but I'm still on the good side of the line. Meaning, if I screw up a little bit, it doesn't really affect me that bad. And uh, but again, when you're on the other side of the line, you don't want to hear that. No, you, you you do not want to hear that. No, and uh, no, I'm um, and that's where except know, that it is eventually there for you. Yeah, and that it's you, you know? will you will reach that. Stick with it. You will reach that line, and you'll know when you do. Because all of a sudden you'd be like, oh, crud, I had a bad day yesterday. I didn't, you know, I didn't eat fully right. I didn't work out. And, and uh, you know, it's not, everything's going to be bad. And you're like, wait a minute, my pants are looser today. What happened? You know, it's like something, I'm still getting my results, yep. you know, and I, I didn't do, a, didn't have a great day or three. That yeah. actually scares me a little bit because I feel like I'm not really equipped for it yet. So sure. I try to pretend it doesn't exist right. to a large extent, but but yeah, I, I guess so what I'm saying when it really comes down to it is I, I feel like be selfish, make those choices, especially food wise in right. everything, but especially food in terms of like, if you're not getting a lot out of it in one way or the other, you know, something's wrong. Right. Your your big mistake is wasting more you could have. You yeah. Know? You're, you're, you're wasting that effort and time that you're putting in that you could put towards something else and get more results from yeah. it. You know? Yeah, I I do not regret the the meals that I ate that were really special, either situation or food or both, uh, that put me over and set me back a week or two or something. I don't regret any of those. Right. Uh, I do regret the times that I I uh, you know fingered food out of the out of the cabinet and stuffed it down my face while I was watching the TV. And no one said go. I didn't even know what I ate. You know, I I did because I I logged it. But you look at that log and you're like, it just, it could have been anything and I wouldn't have cared. You know, that I regret, you know? Yeah, because you're looking back going, it doesn't matter. I didn't really gain any enjoyment out of it. I didn't need it. I didn't, didn't even really want it. It was just, I happened to reach in and and, and grab it. That's what I want to cut out. You know, that's what I. And and that's, and that's a big thing. And I think if you can, you know, a, a big portion on there is anything that you find yourself habitually eating that you don't really need or aren't really getting a lot out of just don't buy it don't have it in the house and that way if you say you know what and uh, i'll use this if you look at my food logging um i've typed in pop tarts because every now and then I want a Pop-Tart. <laughs> problem is, is they sell them nice. in boxes of six so you're and gonna have you six pop tarts so when you open the bag you're gonna at least eat two because there's two in a bag but <laughs> uh but they're not in the house if I want them, I actually have to get in the car, drive to the store, <laughs> buy them, and then and then eat them. And very rarely do I want them. 
See, I am so bad. You know what I think of when I th- when I think of that? Like, if I look and I'm like, I don't know, what, about 150 calories maybe a piece? Right. Right? So, sounds about right. Uh, just guessing. I mean, if I look at 300 calories, I'm like, man, 300 calories, wow. I could have, like, uh, one of my coffee drinks. I could right. have two bags of edamame. <laughs> I could have, uh, I could have, oh man, more scrambled eggs than you could eat. Oh my, yeah, I for could, 300 I, calories. I could have like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking if I were just going to, if I just was going to say, you know, I'm fine with going 300 calories over, man, right. I could pick some seriously some good food. That you would enjoy. And sometimes, you know, the funny thing is too, if you, and, and this is another thing we were going to talk about is composition is actually a distant second to that balance. Right. But it's also significant. You know, we talked about how you could shift from fat to other and get more food out of it, which is just in terms if you're like to eat like us, you know, the cost benefit analysis, you can shift it that way, you know, because I want to make sure I want to feel full when I'm done eating. I really do. Yeah. Well, same thing when it comes to like, if you're going to go over, if you really want to eat, you might as well at least eat stuff that's beneficial. Right. You know, because then maybe there's a small chance if you've been exercising or something, maybe you'll get something you'll get positive some, out, get of something it, out of it. Get something out of it, yeah. Something more than just just the fats, you know. Yeah, so that, you know, I mean, if, if you... Uh, and, you know, what's funny is that a lot of times those, those more kind of significant selections, like if you're eating too high a fat content meal, like if you're just eating a lot of fat, but you get your calorie intake under control, it's a self-solving problem because you'll find yourself eating like thimbles full of food. Yeah. Like tiny, tiny portions, at which point, you know, maybe you're fine with that. I wouldn't be. I, I would, look at I would it and have go, trouble with that. that. That's not enough. This sucks. You know, yeah. we got to fix this, you know? So right. you end up going, well, I'll just take some out of this. And put, you start what if and in there, you're like, right. you know, if I, if I replace that, um, if I replace that, you know, that piece of ribeye with yeah. sirloin, I can have, oh, wait, if I replace that with boneless, skinless chicken breast right. grilled, I'll I can have twice as much of it. Right. Look at this. Okay. You know, next yeah. thing you know, you start playing games with it and you're like, you start making these meals like we talked about last week, actually, right. that you like, you yeah. know, I don't, I'm, I'm not cooking like Paula Dean. I'm not putting a cube of butter in every piece of food I cook, but <laughs> I actually watched uh, Julie and Julia last oh, night <laughs> and, uh, and I love cooking and right. I, I know how to make a lot of the things that I see on the, and I'm just like, I'm like, you know, the one thing that was just, I think they underestimated with it was, and they tried to tell you, you've seen it, right? Yes. You know, cause they're eating Tums and everything. Right. And because French cooking for the most part, real French cooking is, is just bad it's for just, you. I mean, yeah. It's miserable. It's all butter all and butter cream. All butter fats and, and yeah. creams and everything. Yeah. And, uh, I was just thinking, you know, there's no way you could eat that stuff every night for a year and not put on 30 pounds in, in a year. It would easy. easy. I, I, I mean, well, and the thing is too, is because they have so much fat. Yeah. You know, I mean, you look at a real homemade croissant. I mean, they, you know, when they, yeah. the mu- as much butter as they put per croissant, but there's, they're light. I mean, you can easily eat two or three of them. Oh yeah. Or four, <laughs> you know, and just, like, I can eat more than that yeah. if I would let myself, yeah. you know? And so you're all of a sudden going, okay, how many calories is that? And it might be good once in a while. Again, that cost benefit analysis, yeah. but you know, really do I want that much fat in my body coming in and not filling me up? Or do I want more carbs and proteins, more filling? Like I said, if you accept the calorie balance, right, 
you're going to get the most benefit and it's going to help solve all the other problems because yes. they just like literally like you'll be if you're eating too much fat you'll be like i'm not eating enough food oh right and if you fix that within that it, it works out if you and the funny thing is is if you kind of go to where you naturally would want to be with volume and everything it comes out really close it does yeah surprisingly within range of what you would normally yeah you just and again part of that is you just again you have to track it you have to know what you yeah. know what what you're intaking and uh and that'll definitely you know put you on the right um uh, right track so to speak the right direction to make sure that you're actually picking up the results you want from what effort you're putting in at that point now another piece of that equation right is is exercise because we talked about the balance of intake versus burn and we talked about eating which is the calorie side which is the intake but there's also that that burn side the burn side exactly and again the burn differs you know in uh you know big you know in largely based on um uh, how fit you are you know and how much you move throughout the day anyway i mean and that's gonna you know it's gonna change and when you talk about going over the line is as you get more fit doing the exact same things you did prior you're burning more calories it's true you're burning more calories sitting there doing the podcast now it's true than you did two years ago you know, before you really, you know, had lost all and put on all the muscle. And so when you're getting into that burn, you've got to, again, figure out, okay, what, again, what do I want to do? What am I capable of doing? And, and then, you know, how much of it am I going to do and and what's going to be right? And so when you're making those, um, kind of that evaluation, that judgment, the cost benefit analysis on there, if you're not used to moving a lot, getting up and doing more, you're going to get sore. Yeah, you're going to feel it. And there's a limit so, to how much of that you can do before the cost gets so high that you'll shut down. Right, exactly. And, and again, and you want to make sure, too, that you're not uh, pushing your body so hard that it ends up breaking down, essentially, on you, where then you're out for a number of days. Right. You know, I mean, it's I've done that. Yeah, you, know, you can you can get into the gym and you can push really, really hard and then be so sore that you can't move for four days. And, and if you, you look at the overall of yep. what happened in those four days, it's less. It's less than if you were to go in and do less and but do it three three times over yep. that over those over those four days. And so again, really looking at okay, where are you at? What are you capable of doing? And what are you capable of maybe pushing yourself a little bit further to do, but within reason? You know, because again, if you're I mean, if you're gonna be a professional athlete, you're were you know, your cost benefit analysis to be competitive. I'm going to put in this much effort. I'm going to be this sore. I'm going to have these these aches and pains, but it's so that I can be competitive in there. Right. You know, um, unless you're going to be a competitive athlete, you're probably not worth it to you to have to get a massage every day because you've you know worked so hard to have to put in so much you know hours of, you know an hour of stretching every day just to make sure the muscles are doing it along with three to four hours of working out every day. Probably not worth it. Um, but, you know, as a, we'll say normal person that, you know, just, you know, is going to get out and go to the gym, putting in that 30 minutes to an hour yeah. is going to, is, is going to give you a benefit. And if you can only get 30 minutes in, you got 30 minutes in. It's so true. And, and, you know, I've noticed like, uh, like, okay, I had a really, uh, a re- some really active days right before we did the meetup. Right. Right. Because I was running around, I was building things. I was like, uh. I had one day where I actually got my workout in and ended up running around all day and doing things. And I was up later than I normally am and so on. 
you know, and it ended up being like a, I don't know, 45, 4,600 calorie day, right. you know, which is just stupid. It's, you could, I couldn't eat enough, you know, yeah. it's just like, ended up short. Get tired of eating. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't, if you don't front load, you're screwed because yeah. you can't get it in fast enough, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just finally, you know, on the other hand, like if I just sit on my ass at my computer every day, which Mondays are, are horrible for, that's right. the day where I'm, I'm, I have time to just do my work like that. So I, I get it cram all, all that work in on right. Monday. You know, if I can make one trip to the gym and do cardio, you know, my step count will go from nothing, right. you know, like a couple of thousand walking around the house, like yeah. going to the bathroom <laughs> and crap, right? Getting up and moving a little bit, yeah. Go Versus, you know, 10 or 12,000 because I put in, you know, a few miles on, a, on an elliptical or a treadmill or something. Yeah, exactly. And that difference is about the difference between a, a normal, like I was kind of active all day. Right. Or not active at all. And yeah. it only takes, you know, a half an hour yeah. to make that difference. And and that's what's, you know, the, the thing I think that gets missed a lot is that it's, you know, you're not, ex- don't expect to be in the gym two hours, you know, you know, even an hour and a half. You know, if you, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour is great. I mean, any little bit that you get in and you're moving more than you are now means you're, you're benefiting from it. You're, you're seeing that extra burn. And that's it. In the cost-benefit analysis of it, you know, like when I was losing, I would look at it like at bare minimum, I needed to be, if I wanted to lose weight at about the max that I could realistically, I had to run about a thousand calories deficit a day. Right. And if I did that, that that was a couple of pounds a week. Yep. And I averaged two, two and a half pounds a week. Yep. Well, you know, you can't do that eating. It's not possible, really. Not just eating, no. No, no, just, just diet because, I mean... You know there are limits. You have to feed yourself. And you, you do. I mean, it, it's there. There are certain diets out there that have you eating anywhere from you know like nine hundred thousand calories a day, maybe even less. And uh, that is so little food. It really, really is. You know, and doing it properly. Yeah, they're they're adding in you know multivitamins and certain things to help in there, but it's so little food that it's not a realistic lifestyle change. It's not s- sustainable. You can't keep doing that. And so looking at the fact that, okay, if I, if I'm going to eat, you know, 1800, 2000 calories a day, I want to burn 2,500, 28, 3000 calories a day to, to have that, that, uh, you know, one to two pounds a week late weight loss. Well, you can do that, you know, getting, like say 30, 30 minutes to an hour on, you know, treadmill elliptical, Throwing some weight training here and there to build the muscle up, uh, but it's not a—it's not necessarily something that you need to take a massive amount of time out of your day for. No, you—you you can balance it all. You know, right. I mean, yes, if you have a lot of time and you just don't want to eat less, you could up your—you know—exercise yes. dramatically. Yes, you, you know, could. if you were willing to put three or four hours of cardio in a day, you could eat quite a bit and still yeah. lose weight. You know, on the other hand, if you don't have that much time, you—you know—it. It, I think for most people, the reality is in the middle, you know, and you end yes. up setting this balance where I, I know I did when I wanted to lose that weight. I would I would put in more cardio than normal, a couple hours at least, right. and yet I would eat at a level that wasn't horrible, but wasn't was less than I would like, you know. Right. So I took some of the pain there, and I took some of the pain over in the other place, and it worked out pretty well. And and that's a and that's a nice way to look at it too, is that you're not saying, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut so much food out from what I'm used to eating because your body is trained and you've trained it to eat that volume of food, which means when you eat less than that, you're going to feel hungry and you're going to start having those cravings. So what you do is if you take 
a smaller portion of that out, you're not as hungry. And then you put a larger portion of exercise in, you're still burning the calories and you're still getting that difference that we're talking about. But it's not such a radical change to either area that it's not sustainable for a longer period of time. Yeah. I never understood until even now I'm just beginning to grasp that a lot of this seems to be that the body is designed to adapt Yes, it and, is. and tricking it into adapting the way you want it to be. Right. Is what all this is about. You it, know? <laughs> it is because your, your, your body, it, it wants to adapt to what you're constant, you're doing so that you can do more of it. Um, but it also wants you to survive for a longer period of time. So weight loss is in, in many ways counterintuitive to what the body really wants you to do. Um, as is a lot of weight gain, because again, unless you're in the right zone to gain weight or lose weight, the body fights you a lot at it because again, losing weight, if you lose it too much, too fast, the body really is going to rebel because it thinks you're starving and you're going to end up (laughs) starving to death. So it's like, no, don't, don't do that. And so it likes to then burn off the muscle which gives you less energy to, to move around, less strength to move around, less calories burned because you have less muscle. So you've got to be in that in that good zone, that 500, that 1,000 calorie deficit. So the body's like, okay, we're getting enough food that we're surviving. We need a little extra, and we can pull most of that from body fat. On you know, And on the other end, when you're trying to add weight, well, typically we're only eating 3,000 calories a day as you know is what the body's used to having. But you're lifting and burning 3,300. And so you're trying to eat 3,600 to gain weight. The body's not necessarily sure that that's going to sustain for a long period of time. So again, it fights you at, at, at gaining too much, um, which is why if you stop eating enough and stop lifting heavy, you'll go back down to more of that set point. Very quickly. And, you know, and it's like, Ew. so your, your body is, again, it, you're fighting it in that point. So you need to really find that right balance. And the right balance is not the extremes on either end. Um, the extremes on either end are bad. That you're, you're hurting the body in some way, uh, shape, or form. So if you can make the smaller changes, you can, you know, you will get the results you eventually want. Um, it just typically what happens, and I know I'm guilty of this, is that um, I didn't have it yesterday, which means it's late. <laughs> you know, I want it now. I want it yesterday, and and that's typically what causes people to um, get the you know hit the most you know you know speed bumps in their in their results is that they're like well it's not happening fast enough well you know a pound a week is 50 pounds a year 52 pounds a year you know i usually say 50 because i take off for thanksgiving and christmas sure. time and nobody eats well <laughs> anyway it should be like 47 47 yeah throw <laughs> a few other holidays birthdays in there um and two pounds a week is basically 100 yeah and so if you're a losing lot. consistently that one to two pounds a week that's a lot of weight yeah, it is. You know, and so when you, if you again think of it as the big picture, that is going to help. You know, really keep you keep you more on track. You'll be able to see the difference each month. Yeah, definitely. You know, and that's the, a lot. The, the same thing with the with the uh, the cardio when you're when you're making your evaluation on there. You know, you know, and I know Chuck. This you know, one of your goals and one of your big revelations is when you came in and walked in and you weren't out of breath. You're like, oh. It is working. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, look at how fast am I walking? How far am I walking? How, how, what's the resistance and incline I'm putting on the, on the elliptical, you know? Oh, Hey, I'm going over to the Stairmaster now because it's the suckiest machine in the building and I'm going <laughs> to do it to say I could, you know? So those are uh, you know, little wins that, that, that will help you to, to be able to keep going, but realize they don't necessarily happen overnight. And is if you're expecting it overnight, 
that's going to be going to be the biggest challenge. Well, and again, finding the the most efficient way of getting what you want, like like a lot of times, you know, if you're just starting to work out, you, you I know I was very concerned with like, well, okay, exactly how much weight should I have on here? Right. You know, and and how many reps should I do exactly and how much should I and 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 yeah, that stuff's important, but just starting like 80% of it is being active versus not being active. Correct. And then there's another 10% from getting all that right. Yep. You know? <laughs> I mean, and you're like, yeah. just just be just active. Say, That's yeah. step one. Step you know? one. Get get moving. Get in. Do like the exercises. Three, five days a week. Yeah. You and, know? and if if you jump on the, you know, the, the leg extension and you put on 30 pounds instead of 50, guess what? You still did reps. You still work the muscles. It doesn't really make that big a difference. You and know? especially in the loss, you know, in most, the loss phase. Yeah. yeah. Most of the lifting, you know, you're going to, if you lift it all, you're going to, it's going to help. Right. You know, because, again, you're, you're challenging the muscles in a way, isolating them in a way they're not used to. You're getting muscles to work that haven't been working in, in, a, in a while. And so they're going to start activating more and if you happen to come in and you go you know put the wrong weight on i mean if it's too heavy you're going to know right away and if it's too light you may not notice it but by the same token is it may be the weight that you did last time and you've just gotten stronger so all of a sudden now you're like oh okay we can we can do this and we can do more <laughs> um and so it's again when it comes down to it you know if you do if you're in a 20 rep range and you do 21 reps or 19 not a big deal you do 23 or 17 not a big deal. It's you're, you're doing in that, in the right rep range, which is important to understand is there's no magic number that if you do 20 reps, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. I, and again, it's like, it's like the white rice, brown rice thing. It's right. like, you know, there, there are benefits, but you know, they're, they're so small compared to the benefits you get from other stuff. Right. You're like, man, hit that other stuff first. Yeah, exactly. Just because it's, I mean, be cheap you know be selfish get this get the most if you can get nine, you know 80 percent of it from doing this one thing do that first do that exactly worry about the rest later you know or never or never I mean, case may be yeah because yeah, you know i mean and, and that you know that kind of it brings us kind of to one of the next points we're going to talk about which is the supplements right you know and if you listen to the supplement industry <laughs> you have to supplement everything to get results and if you take this one supplement a You'll get, you know, you'll get X results perfectly every time. That's all you need to do is take Holy that. Holy crap. I bet I have heard more, um, and I always wondered about this, you know, but I've heard right. more people, even at the gym, I've heard more people convinced that if they take some supplement, they'll grow muscles. Yes. It's this, this supplement helps you grow muscle. No the Popeye spinach. Yeah, exactly. There, there's nothing that <laughs> pops it out, you know, I mean, and I know one of the ones we were talking about specifically was creatine. Right. It's uh, the only thing I've ever supplemented. Right. And the funny thing about supplements is that about the only one that I would say is probably universal needed by any um, buddy on weight loss, weight gain, or maintenance, um, unless you're eating perfectly, would be a multivitamin. Right. I mean, if you're on a weight loss, you definitely should look into a good multivitamin, yes. whether it's a, you know, a pill that you swallow, one that you chew, it's a liquid one you mix in with a, you know, with a drink in the morning. I would agree with that. Um, because you're not going to get all the nutrients you need from the food because you're eating it at a deficit. Right, right. If you're right. Lift, and if you're lifting to gain weight, the it's going to be good because you're going to be hammering your muscles so hard. And even though you are eating more, a little bit extra is going to help with the free radicals flo- floating around the body and everything. So really outside of a multivitamin, everything else is optional and really contingent upon what works for you. Um, again, going back to the creatine, 
the creatine helps you with the initial lift. It's built up in the muscle, the creatine phosphate and adenine triphosphate. When you, when you do that first couple seconds, two to five, two to seven seconds, depending on what study you read, gives you that initial power to lift the weight which then allows for the eccentric or the lowering of the weight, which is where you're putting in the maximum amount of tears in the muscles, which helps them to, to gain strength, gain tone, gain size. So when you're supplementing creatine, especially if you're trying to gain muscle, as your muscles hold more creatine, the muscles can grow more, which also then means next time you have more creatine in the muscle, so you can tear them deeper, which then means the muscles will grow more, which means you have more muscle fiber, more muscle cells to put more creatine in, to tear. So it's it's one of those things you have to lift and tear the muscles for the creatine to be effective at that point. And I think the last building phase we did, you supplemented the creatine. It worked. This time you were you can ex- kind of share what Yeah, what I had a hard time with it. You know, okay, one of the problems is because and and of course this is the funny thing that uh, a lot of people like the fact that it it they say and I could never tell a difference. Maybe I wasn't Taking a lot right. enough of it, but for that, but I a lot of people would say that you would your that your uh, muscle would look fuller, right? Because technically, it does hold some water, holds more in, water in, in the muscle, which is part of the process that makes it work. Yep, um, I could never tell any difference. It wasn't right. to me. On the other hand, I could tell the difference in terms of when that water would become unavailable in you that I would get dehydrated. Right. And it's very common if you do supplement creatine, you have to you have to drink more. Drink a you know, lot of a, water. Yeah, a lot. I mean, if water. you're you're if you're supplementing and not drinking a gallon a day, you're probably not getting enough in. I almost yeah. guaranteed. And and the first time around, that's exactly what happened. I drank it, and I could tell that I was getting dehydrated. I I had to ramp up my water and right. take a lot. It worked out. Second time around, I started the beginning load where it was like 15 grams a day, you yep. know, with a, a big load. And uh, the first day, I during a period when I actually, it was during loss, when I was not on the creatine, I, I found that I would get dizzy spells. Right. And I even went to the doctor for it and had it checked out. And it turned out that uh, it was a combination of lack of sleep. I'm always short of sleep. Sure. Uh, but the real trigger was dehydration. Dehydration. Yeah. If I, if I got it all low, it would, I, would, I would get dizzy and so on. And immediately got the dizzy spell back and was like, right. but I knew what it was this time. So I started drinking more, you know, to fix it. And I found that I couldn't drink enough. Could not I literally yeah. go to the bathroom every 10 minutes and I couldn't and get enough still, in me to. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, fine. So I, I took, tried 10. This is, you know, next day I tried five. Yeah, right. And I'm like, I am now at what would be a maintenance dose, you right. know, and, and I'm still getting you dehydrated. Yeah. So I stopped, you know, I'm like, this is not working for me. You know, it, it actually, it was working in terms of, I can do- tell the difference. Yeah. It was doing what it was meant to do, but it wasn't affecting you in a positive way. Yeah. Overall, it was negative. I, I, I was dehydrated more than I needed to be. And I right. was going to the bathroom too often. And, and so at that point, it's not going to work, yeah, you know, <laughs> you stop and, you know, and that's what, where you have to be able to make that call whenever you're doing a supplement. Is it actually worth the money you're paying for the supplement. <laughs> yes, which and, is not always cheap. Which is not always cheap, depending on which ones you're doing. And also, is it worth you know how the, the amount of effort you need to put in to make that supplement work? Is it actually giving you a benefit from it at that yeah. point? Yeah. Um, you know, and again, there's an, a number of them out there that, you know, L-glutamine is great when you're first starting because you will be sore. And the way L-glutamine affects you is that it actually helps to release that soreness from the muscles. So you will be less sore than you would be had you not supplemented it. But um, depending on where you're at and you're working, working out is if you're not getting so sore, even if you are pushing yourself hard, that it's you know not something you can just stand or you're like, okay, I can, I can easily work with that. <laughs> right. You probably don't need it. 
you know so it's it's one of those you look and see you don't need to have all of these different supplements to make it work no matter what the uh, unregulated supplement industry tells you you need <laughs> or what you see guys doing at the gym you see right. guys with you know just pounded down everything under the sun and, yep and and i just I have to admit, I have always been very leery of them because it's unregulated. I'm always right. concerned about the quality of what you get. Um, even then, the benefits are somewhat unknown in a lot of them. Creatine, right. probably the oldest and most well-studied. Definitely most well-studied. You so. know, and and uh, I, the only things I've ever taken, I take a multivitamin twice a day. Yep. Um, I started once and then went to twice. And, and there's no real risk there except for, you know, peeing out yeah. money, you know, other than yeah. that. Well, and the nice thing is, is when you're working out, oftentimes if you double up on a on a multivitamin, um, it'll in many times work as an antioxidant for you too. Oh, nice. um, so you don't have to take a separate antioxidant. And I've used creatine. I don't anymore. I, I would try it again. You know, I, if, if at the beginning of a build phase to right. see what happens. But again, if the dizzy spells come back, hell it's, no, it's no. gone. You know, and and I guess part of that is that I just feel like again, I don't want to mess with anything for me personally that's not sustainable. Right. Um. I and. And I think the other thing, and like I said, I just, I feel like we got we ought to be really clear about this because it's shocking how often I, you hear this. Right. None of this stuff, I, eating protein powder, uh, taking all this various right. stuff, even the illegal stuff is right. not going to build muscle. The only thing that builds muscle is lifting. Right. All this stuff does at best, at worst, it does nothing or hurts you. Right. At best, all it does is make slight changes that would allow you, if you're willing to push yourself, to push, push yourself harder. slightly farther right. lifting, which means that much more pain, that much more work, and that much more lifting. Yep. But again, it's you moving the weights, yes. tearing the yes. muscles, and getting them to recover. Always the part Always. that actually makes the muscle. That's what that's what actually actually does it. <laughs> yeah, just just supplementing creatine and taking it, you're not going to sit there and grow muscles. If you buy a muscles. big tub of protein powder and start eating it, you are not going to grow muscles. No. So you might grow grow gut. If that's if you don't if you don't do anything else, <laughs> if you're over in your calorie balance, yeah, it's, it's, exactly. it's just food, people. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and so a lot of it too is you also have to realize how certain ones are going to affect you, um, because again, there's a a lot of I mean you see them all over the the uh, the fat burners, the thermogenics, right. and everything like that. Uh, again, very rarely do I recommend to my clients unless they hit a plateau and they need an extra little kickstart and they, they're pretty sure they're where they need to be on everything else. They can't really make any other changes. It can be a nice little kick in the butt for about a month, maybe two. But outside of that, once the results start coming back again, going back to sustainability, <laughs> I don't want them being dependent upon a fat burner yeah. to be able to stay where, you know, at the weight they're at. Um, again, Plus, a lot, a lot of, of them, times it's caffeine. If you look yep. at what's in it, yep, it's seventy-five to one hundred fifty milligrams of caffeine, depending on which one. Some of them even a little bit more. Yeah, uh, and all it does, you know, it gives you that energy to go. Um, and others, I mean, they do have some other supplements in there that will will help with, uh, um, you know, with the metabolization metabolization of the fat and all. But again, if you're getting results without it, don't. I mean, and, and they're good results. Don't don't mess with it. If you think you need or feel you need an extra little kick. Again, make sure you're understanding what you are putting in your body. And oh, yeah. Make sure it's a good quality product. Audra found a uh, multivitamin, a women's multivitamin. It was by a big name, too, and I can't remember who it was. But if you look at the women's version of it, it has caffeine in it. Really? And you're like, really? In a multivitamin. In a so. multivitamin. So you have to look. I never realized caffeine you, was, a, was a vitamin. It's not, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, you know. So. But it's natural. <laughs> but yeah, it's natural. Yeah. that That's the other thing on, so. on supplements and, and foods even, you know, now that you say it, it's natural. 
There's a lot of things that are natural that you shouldn't eat. Yeah, so you is know. plutonium, man. Yeah. You don't want to eat that either. It's probably okay. not that healthy for I'm you. Just saying. So. I mean, it came out of the earth. <laughs> yeah, it's natural. So, but the other thing with the supplements too is, I mean, personally, after a after a workout, a good hard workout, I do enjoy a good meal replacement shake. I like a good solid shake simply because two main reasons. One is I'm hungry when yes. I'm done. I've burned a lot of calories. I've worked hard. I like to replenish the, the muscles in the body as quick as possible. Um, and the, the other main reason is depending on which gym I'm working out in, um, it staves off the hunger pains, so I'm not driving hungry. I hate to drive hungry because you know what? Taco Bell actually looks good oh. when I'm hungry. I'm like, ooh, oh. and there's like two of them on the way home from you know from, from the oh. gym. So I'm like, ooh, Taco Bell. Talk. So if I drink the shake, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good. You know, so, See, I'm lucky. I live so close. Right. Um, you still drive by one. I, yeah, but I have I have no problem driving yeah. by Taco Bell. Remember, <laughs> I'm just cost benefit. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying when I'm hungry, you know, normally Taco Bell doesn't look that good to me. G-grade beef sludge yeah, yeah, yeah. versus... Yeah. Well, see, vegetarian. Beef so, sludge. Yeah, vegetarian. Versus, so. <laughs> versus what I could do with those calories. No yeah, questions no asked. Questions. You know? But... Uh, <laughs> But again, so when it comes down to it, really, I like that too. Yeah. Though I actually, I actually, the coffee drink works really well for that because it's oh, essentially, true. if you think about it, it's essentially yogurt, protein powder, and some caffeine. And some caffeine, perfect. You know, I mean, like, it's a great post workout. Yeah. It literally like goes from uh, from laying on your ass to fed and picked up. Yep, you're just in like, like no yeah, time. You've you just know? you basically you're, you're <laughs> climbing in the door because you're just like you just kick uh, your own butt in the yeah. in the gym, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, I've got food. I've got sugars that I need. I got protein. Oh, and a little caffeine, and it picks you up. And it's not a lot of caffeine. No. I mean, it's not a huge amount. Cup so and a half of coffee, essentially. Yeah, it's, what it's I got. nothing. So, but it works. Yeah, and so, I can control what's in it too, which is kind of neat. Which is nice. Yeah, you know. And so, research is really the best thing I can say. I mean, if if you there's certain brands out there that you know if they make something, I pretty much trust them, and I'll I'll usually do it. But by the same token, is with some of the, even some of the the uh, bigger brands that are there. When they use certain sweeteners in them, when they use a lot of the, the the fake sweeteners, I can't do them because it gives me a headache. And so, again, it may be high quality and it may be good, but it doesn't work for me. So yeah. that that's really what it has to come down to: is how do you feel when you're when you're taking it? Is it actually helping you? Again, doing that cost benefit analysis on it again. So, yeah, be selfish. Definitely. <laughs> Which, when you look at all of that, comes back to results. Yeah. You know, and, and how are you evaluating your results? What are you actually doing? You know, I mean, is it just how do, do I feel better? And if that's how you want to evaluate it, great. Do it that way. I mean, if that's what you need, I'm feeling better. I feel more energetic. I can do more. You're good. Now, do you need, you know, take a you know pair of pants that you, you want to get into? Do you try them on every day or every other day? And finally, like, okay, they're getting closer to fit and they're fitting. Okay, they're fitting. Oh, wait, they're too small. <laughs> you know, how is that working? Are you actually tracking it with, are you having somebody do your circumference? Or are you doing your own circumference measurements? Are you doing body fat, you know, testing with a handheld or a scale? Or do you have somebody doing it for you? How do you evaluate those results so that you make, you, you know that all the effort, all everything you put in, the cost you put in, what are your benefits? Are they getting to where you want to be at that point? Yeah, and I, I consider a trainer a multiplier in that. Yes. It's sort of like, you know, when you insert the trainer into that equation, it's like it's like multiplying. You will, you, they will, a good trainer will help you recognize and find things that you wouldn't have found on your own to make this whole process more efficient, which means that you can get more results for the same time, uh, 
you know, or maybe even more results than you did on your own with less time. Right. Uh, or possibly a whole lot more results for a little more time. Right. Depending well, and, on what yeah. you want. Well, and a big part of that too is recognizing those results. Yeah. I mean, how yeah. are, are you, are you really recognizing it? You know, I mean, I know in a previous podcast, you, we talked about when you're changing up your exercises, how, you know, the weights that we do, you know, when we change up your, your routine are wrong the next time you do it. Yeah. Cause you gotten stronger. Well, if your trainer should, you know, be explaining to you what you've improved on. Hey, you've actually gotten stronger. Everything we did today, we went up, we were able to go up in weights or reps or sets, or you know what? Maybe the weight's the same, but last time you were struggling by number 10, you made it to 16 before you really started to struggle. So the weight may be the same, but you moved on. So the same thing happens if you're not working with a trainer. Are you writing down what you're doing? Are you writing down, you know, leg extensions today, did three sets at, you know, 50 pounds, you know, sucked. You know, I was, I was, I could barely, could barely do, do three sets, you know, and then maybe next time you're like sucked less, you know, it may not be, you know, they're like, actually what I end up doing a lot of times is I've started, I'll put a plus next to one when I indicate that, uh, that I think I probably want to go up on that next time. Right. Like when I get toward the end and I'm not completely dead at the end or something and I'm I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. You're not, I'm not going to throw another set in. It's close enough, but I'll just put a plus on it to be like, remember to raise this next time because you'll forget in a week, you know, you will. Yeah. When it, when it comes next time and and that you see it and you're like, Oh yeah. And you pop it up at one and you're like, Oh yeah, I was supposed to, yeah, I'm supposed to kick myself a little bit harder. See what happens, you know? And then if you save those, you know, anything you've written down, go back and look at it. And you'll be pleasantly surprised and going, you know, wait a minute, what did I do? And I think I, I can't remember. I think I did this with you. We had a, an anniversary workout yes. that we did that I think is a great example yep. of this. Uh, on our two-year anniversary of working out uh, right. together, uh, we went back and actually did a version of the first day workout, Yes, which was pretty entertaining. It was fun. Uh, because a lot of them, it, it's kind of sad in a way, kind of cool. You know, <laughs> you're like, that's what I did. Some so. really funny things came out of it, though, that were shocking to me. Like, okay, besides the fact that you're like, yeah, yeah, you did a lot less weight. Okay. Right. But like we would do, uh, we would do, you know, two sets at, at uh, I think we did one set at the original weight and two sets at a, at a modern weight. Right? right. Correct. But the trick was like. So I get on a, on a, you know, like a, a very simple, like hoist chest press machine, yep. which is like locked in place and won't let you move anywhere you're not supposed <laughs> yeah. to, you know, which is great when it's, you're starting. Yeah. And we put on what I originally did, which was nothing almost, yep. you know, and you start moving it around. And the funny thing is, is habitually when you can throw the weights around like that, you automatically think, well, I need to control this because we've been doing this for a couple of years. Right. So you start doing these slow kind of sets, yep. very carefully controlling it. Right. And it hurts. And you can still feel it. And you know what? You actually get more from the same thing. Yes. It's just like I said, it's not fair. It's the exact same in, exercise, in a good way. exact same weight. But and because you're just so, you realize that, that you're like, okay, well, I can just throw this around. There's no point in just pushing it out and around. I need to like yeah. try to control it. So you do. And in the process of slowing down and controlling it, you still get benefit from it. Exactly. That was a surprise. Because yeah. you would think, oh, it's too light. It's not enough. Why am I going to do it? But again, that natural tendency to go, okay, keep it, you know, eccentric down, down, you know, keep it flexed, you know, get the, the proper muscles recruited. Oh, core tight. Yeah, I'll do that too. And all of a sudden you're like, oh wait, I'm sweating. <laughs> I just got an ex- yeah, I just got, I got exercise out of something that should be easy. That you know? should be. And it, it even comes down to a lot of times, you know, like doing crunches. 
the better you get at doing crunches, the harder they should get. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, you should be able to make yourself tired after 20 to 30 of them. You know, I mean, if, if, you're, if your goal is to do 100 sit-ups, great. But if your goal is to, to work the core, you don't need to do a lot. Just flex more. Tighten By the way, those more. four crunches, evil. Yes, they are, aren't they? Absolutely. This I love fun. them. For anybody who hasn't done that, this is new for me, and Mitch showed me this last week, week before, I guess. It's uh, it's it's like a crunch, but you literally don't even bend your your uh, your neck up or anything. Your torso, your anything. torso. You keep just... it completely. In fact, you try to imagine keeping your head uh, back and and parallel, your whole back parallel, right. trying to pick it up from the waist, which you can't do. Try to levitate essentially. Yeah, so it just like engages all of those muscles at once. Yeah massively and you can't actually pick yourself up that way so it's just won't go anywhere and and you're not moving that much at all almost in fact people watching you it looks like you're laying on the floor they think you're just relaxing and (laughs) grunting for no reason like no i'm really working i'm really flexing these at that point Um, you look like you have stomach cramps or something it's not i swear yeah you're just like like, oh i'm just gonna lay here and and holy crap it hurts and it hurts in such a weird way afterward it's more uh you know how a lot of the the ab exercises we've done like seem to target like upper mid lower or something this one the whole damn thing hurts every time yeah you feel you feel all of the abs engaging everything (laughs) yeah and and part of the reason i you know those are those are definitely a little bit more advanced to get the benefit out of it um if the lower abs aren't firing if you know doing some leg lifts or um other exercises to make sure that they're actually firing you have a lot lot more difficulty doing that because again they're the lower part of the abs aren't going to fire as easily but once they are firing they're they're evil they're they're in a good way which is awesome yeah yeah yeah, but but you know, so you you were mentioning progress. So you would see though, it was kind of it was it was comical. Yes, the difference in in weight two years later. Right. Well, in form too. You know, you know the fact that you know the the form that you were having now significantly better. So when you're getting to the lighter, even with the lighter weights, you're using them. You're targeting the muscles you want to target, which allows us now to go heavier. But when you go lighter you're still targeting the muscles you want to target, which form, form over weight, form over speed. Oh, weird things time. like sitting on that machine though. You push on that machine and you can just, man, you could, you could kind of slip, slip around and push with different parts of your right. body and do all sorts of stuff. But you just don't think of doing that because when you move to free weights, like you do that light and you look funny because the bar will turn sideways or yeah. weird things will happen. <laughs> yeah. And heavy, you don't do it because you'll hurt yourself or drop it on your head. Right. You know, so you have this strong motivation to keep the form proper so you don't exactly. instantly injure yourself or one or, way or the other. Yeah. So when you get on there, you kind of naturally are thinking, well, I can't do that. Yeah. You know? I'll just, I'll, you, you've trained yourself to do do that proper form. And Though the other irony that comes with that is I discovered uh, is that when you go to move things, and I, I had this funny experience with, uh, I have a bunch of band gear, you know, speakers and subwoofers sure. and stuff. And I had loaned it to a friend and I went to move it. And I had moved it since like 2003. You know, so, I moved it around, but not, but I hadn't packed it packed like it I did. Up, sure. And I picking them up, carrying them downstairs, packing them in a vehicle, carrying right. them, you know, a good couple hundred feet into a place. And, right. and I, two things that were funny. One, it's a lot easier, <laughs> but two, like you automatically think in terms of exercise versus like, you're right. like, how am I supposed to be doing this? And you realize, however the hell I can do it easiest. You yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, wait, boom. Yeah. Let me, Hey, wait, I got a bigger muscle group. I can get on that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. I don't need to, I don't need to curl this. I do not I, need to isolate anything. I, yeah. I can use multiple muscle groups together. And, and fact, all of a sudden let's do that. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like all this work you put in, in the gym, you're like, Oh wait, this is, 
much easier because you you're take not that limit off. Yeah. Oh, it's not even fair. You yeah, know, it's the, the the limiter. You can now now go over two hundred miles an hour. You Everybody, can now lift whatever you want. Everybody so. just lift with your legs. Well, that's true. Not just because you know, you know you don't want to hurt your back. Even if you're not going to hurt your back, those are big ass muscles. Yeah, they, I mean, <laughs> exactly. I they can, can squat a bunch, man. Yeah. Maybe I should do that. You're instead. like if I push with. Oh, look at that. My shoulders aren't having to do it all. My arms aren't having to do it all. Yeah, that's forty five so. pounds. I can pick that up with. I could pick that up with my back and I'm not right. going to injure myself anymore. Sure. On the other hand, it's way easier with legs and yeah. a little bit of both is like nothing. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, it's up. Okay. Oh, no. Let's do that. Yeah. So that's nice. So yeah. So it's, it's good to have that, that, uh, know where you want to go with, with your results, but also have a way to measure yes. your results. Cause if you're, again, if you're not measuring them, um, it kind of goes even loops back up to the, the food. If you're, you know, when we're talking, you know, how many calories burned and how many calories you're intaking. If you're not measuring in some way or form, you're not going to get the results you need. So if you're not measuring your actual results, you're, you're going to, there's always going to be that mental part of you thinking, Oh, it's, you know, it's not happening. It's not, it's not going, you know? And I mean, I even think of there, I was, you know, going through a build phase and uh, I mean, even through there, I'm st- you know, still thinking, God, I don't even know if I'm actually adding any muscle. You, you know, can't tell. You know, I mean, it's, not, it's not at all. I'm not I'm not seeing any, you know, but then I, you know, you know, my wife's like, yeah, there, you know, it's, I can see that you're adding. I'm like, OK, good. It is. OK, I am doing it. But, it, you know, and again, I'm still tracking it. But that visual cue is not is not good at all. It's, it's, it's just too long a period before you see it, before you see it, you know, but yeah. then when the, when the shirts quit fitting right and you're like, like oh, oh wait, yeah. I can't, can't get my arm out. You know, it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I guess I gained some, gained some size at that point. But again, it's, it's good to have a way to measure. So know, overall, overall message here, I think is that these decisions are hard to make. Lots of decisions, hard to make those decisions, especially when you have no information. Right. I, I think I believe in being selfish Definitely. You want the ma- maximum benefit at the lowest cost that you can have. Right. If you're not either getting a reduced cost or an increased benefit, you're getting screwed and and you shouldn't let let the situation take advantage of you that way. Oh, opinion, yeah, definitely. You know? Well, you know, fight I, your battle for yourself, you know. Well, and the the thing I always, you know, tell, you know, most if not all of my clients too is that when you're selfish to a certain degree, you're able to be there for others more if you want to be. Because if you take care of yourself and you are selfish with your time, with your workout, so you're in better shape, you're healthier, and you can do more, guess what? You can do more with your kids. You can do more with your spouse. You can do more with your, your yeah. boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. You can do more with your family because you're healthier, you're you're feeling better, you're more active. So being selfish, in a way, is being more generous to the people you care about. And sometimes that means extra time in the gym, and sometimes that means less. Yes, it does. Exactly. You know? and, and sometimes that means you know, following your diet strictly. And sometimes that means not. Yeah. And, and I just, I, I think the message we're trying to get across is not to do any specific thing, you know, except to gather the data, do your best to understand what the costs are and what the benefits are. Right. And, and that's where logging food comes in. That's where understanding the, you know, exercise and your, and your burn comes in. That's where, you know, the more you can know about this, the more you can understand it on each side of that equation, the the easier it is to make those decisions because you can see all the costs, you can see all the benefits, and it becomes pretty obvious, you know, what's right. the best place for you. Yeah, exactly. What what you'll you'll start making the choices naturally. You'll you'll be able to think about them less and less and you'll be able to really just say that's that's worth it. You'll the it, the analysis will come a lot a lot faster. Um 
And, you know, one of the other things to, to have that's also helpful with that, though, is to have the right support system I agree. in place. Oh, you're so right. Because there are going to be times when you don't have the right answer. You can't come up with, does this cost outweigh this benefit or does this benefit outweigh this cost? At which point you need to have somebody or a group of people to talk to, to yeah. find out and say, okay, they support you in what you're doing. They know what you're trying to accomplish. They know you well enough to know if you're BSing them. You know, I yes. mean, that's, that's another, another one. And, and they, but they also know you well enough to go, Hey, this is what I would rec- you know, think you should do. And I think you would get the best out of it. And you trust them enough to be able to, I mean, you may hear that and still reject it and do something different, but at least you can hear that from them. Um, and it's somebody you'll listen to because sometimes if somebody tells you something you don't want to hear, you ignore it because you don't want to hear it. But if it's somebody you trust enough that you can hear it from, you may still not want to hear it, but at least you will hear it at that point. And yeah. that, and that's a, it's a big, you know, it's a big thing to have because, you know, and I think, you know, my wife has, as a trainer, you know, she has friends that live back in Seattle and down in Houston and over in Miami and all. And, uh, you know, she's helped them out a lot and they will get, you know, she'll get texts and phone calls from them going, God, I'm really craving this. What should I do? You know, and she'll talk them through it sometimes, you know, get on the phone and help them out with it. And uh, having that somebody that go to person for you makes a huge difference. I agree. I, I agree. I, I'll admit to that, that I still have a lot of trouble. Um, you know, I can talk about this, but when it comes down to it, the actual doing is difficult. And, and I, I don't always trust myself when I'm making those decisions, which complicates them. Right. Um, I, I, sometimes catch myself making them badly, you know, making the decision badly where I do regret it later. And, and that can be, I mean, the, the kind of, I guess you'd almost call it a shame spiral with it. That, that is a lot of the reason that it can get you in the bad place and, you know, to start with. Right. Oh, definitely. It can launch from good things too. Oh, like, you know, you can be like, uh, I, this last week I had another week that was just, I could not quite get caught up and I finally reached Thursday and having missed uh, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday in the gym, normally right. I would have taken Tuesday off, so I missed Wednesday as well. And I right. roll into Thursday, and I'm just determined to get to the gym. And I realize that I'm not, I'm not getting my schoolwork done. I'm not getting enough of my work done. You know, I'm. It's not going to work out. Right. And I, it was at a point where I had to stop and do a reality check and just decide. You know, I'm not going to go today right. on purpose. You know, you actually, I, and make that yeah, conscious decision. I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to move on, and I'm. Uh, this will benefit me more mentally right now. Correct. And I'm not going to beat myself up about this because it's the way it is. And uh, you know, and it's funny because I felt like I was kind of on the end of a fairly long, bad cycle where I was. I just was having trouble sure. doing what I needed to do. And I feel much more positive the next day. Right. I I got three days in a row after that, so yep. I, you know, I made my three that I had said I would make when it comes to that four actually, but. Yeah, but it, but again, and, and the the hard part is, is it it would have been very easy on on Friday to go screw it. I've already missed the first part of the week. Yes, you know, yes. like you say, get into that spiral and just going down and down. But you or were like, to go Thursday and go Friday and and then miss out on some work or other opportunity that would kick me so hard that I wouldn't go for two weeks after that. Yeah, because you know? you're just like crap. I got to get. I have to get this done now. So you made that decision to be like, okay, overall. The benefit of not working out today and actually getting all of this done means I will be able to 
get my workouts in and actually feel okay about it. I mean, I'm not going to have yeah. this whatever hanging above my head, this cloud following me around oh. because I'm not done. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in completing tasks, getting yeah. things done. Yeah. Because if they're left out there hanging, it's whether you're consciously thinking about it or not, oftentimes it's still hanging back there on you and dragging you down. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I agonize with those decisions. I make them incorrectly. I beat myself up about them afterward. Uh, I was still working very hard to fix that, you know? I don't know if you ever really fix all of that. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> well, you know, I like I told you, I was you know doing the super incline chest press at the gym and tweaked my back doing it, you know, and of course I did a couple extra reps after that, and then I did another set after that. <laughs> In my mind, my wife was yelling at me. She was like, "What are you doing? You know, stop!" But I kept doing them. You know, I knew I shouldn't have, and so. But, you know, and so I'm like, think back going, yeah, that was dumb because, you know, now my, yeah. my my upper back sore right now. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I've got to loosen it up and, you know, nothing serious. It's just over overwork the muscle on one side. So now I've got a deviation. The left side's tighter than the right, which throws everything off. But, you know, it's I could think back on it going, that was stupid. But, you, you know, so yeah. you never really when you make those wrong decisions, you know, or you make those decisions, sometimes you'll you'll make, you'll beat yourself up. But the thing is, is guess what? That's in the past and me dwelling on that and going and, and thinking how stupid that was isn't going to help me today and not going to help me tomorrow. So guess what? I learned from it and move on, I'll right. move on. And I, I think that's probably the biggest thing. And, you know, when you have somebody, you know, have that support system in place that somebody you can talk to makes a huge, huge difference for you. I agree. Well, I, I'd say we run long again, but I think this is the exact appropriate length. Uh, it sounds good. Um, you got anything you want to wrap up with? I think that's it. Just hope everyone has a great week. We kind of, we covered a lot. We were, yeah. you know, so I think, uh, I think we'll, we'll leave some for next week. Cause you know, want to, want to have another one. From everyone here at FitSmart and GWC, thanks for listening. If you have a question for us or you just have something to add to our discussion, we'd love to hear from you. You can give us a call at 214-296-9229. Just follow the instructions there to leave us a voicemail for inclusion in a future podcast. You can find more FitSmart and some of the friendliest people and fitness geeks around on the GWC website and forum at galacticwatercooler.com. Don't miss the Wolverines Fitness Forum, and don't forget, financial support from listeners like you keeps FitSmart and all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate. We do our best to provide you accurate and valuable information on the FitSmart podcast, but to make personal fitness decisions, you need information tailored specifically to your unique health and life situation. So talk to your doctor or other health professionals before changing your eating or activity. Finally, the opinions expressed here are solely those of the hosts and do not represent those of the podcast network or the host's employers.